This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. This is part 2 of a mini series examining how the central government is limiting public access to information with laws and amendments. The first part was about the legality of the blocking of the BBC documentary about Prime Minister Modi. This part will focus on the changes to the RTI Act in recent years. In the Data Protection Bill, the central government has proposed an amendment for another law, the Right to Information Act, that is the RTI Act. With this amendment, the government seeks to protect the privacy of lawmakers by changing 8.1J section of the RTI Act. I will break down this section a little later in this episode as we will explore what it means. Earlier in 2019, the central government had amended the RTI Act provisions regarding appointment and salaries of the information commissioners by giving itself powers to fix term and salaries of commissioners. It is also important to note that according to data from the Commonwealth Human Rights Initiative, there have been almost 500 cases reported of people being attacked for seeking information under the RTI Act, with over a hundred being killed. Hi, this is Surya Tapa Mukherjee. your host for this episode of the Suno India show i'm speaking to nikhil de about how the right to information act is being diluted over the years with various amendments and how that affects people seeking information about the government yeah my name is nikhil de i work with a peasant independent peasant and workers organization in central rajasthan called the mazdoor kisan shakti sangathan I work with various campaigns including the national campaign for people's right to information and the right to information movement itself originated from the area where the MKSS works uh, as did many the MKSS has contributed seminally to many of the rights based legislations along with many others like the employment guarantee act like social audits uh like an accountability law, law that it's now fighting for uh as well as things that on the social sector side so the draft of the digital data protection bill proposes to do away with 8.1j section of the rti act section 8.1 lays down the exceptions for the law cases in which information may not be disclosed So I'll just read out part J here, uh, which says that information which relates to personal information, the disclosure of which has no relationship to any public activity or interest, or which would cause unwarranted invasion of the privacy of the individual, unless the central public information officer or the state public information officer or the appellate authority, as the case may be. is satisfied that the larger public interest justifies the disclosure of such information provided that the information which cannot be denied to the parliament or a state legislature shall not be denied to any person so can you tell me like what this uh, you know section 8.1j like what this part means 
and what may happen if this amendment comes through and this part is done away with so it's not that the whole of 81j goes in fact what happens is that 81j will be amended so that it will go that information which relates to personal information full stop it will stop there so any information relating to personal information will not be given it will be it will attract the protection of privacy because it's defining privacy now defining privacy under the rti act has been done in 81j in a very uh, effective and thoughtful manner and it means reading and understanding the entire part of 81j which is that relates to personal information which kind of information the disclosure of which has no relationship to any public activity or interest so it's that personal information which has no nothing to do with any public activity or interest that information should not be disclosed obviously because why would one want anyone's information whether personal or otherwise because it had some bearing on public activity or interest so number 1 number 2 or it's a second part which would cause unwarranted invasion of the privacy of the individual so obviously the privacy of the individual if unwarranted if it's warranted invasion of the privacy of the individual meaning let us say that someone is storing some uh, very poisonous gas in their in their factory or in their home or in their backyard i'm just giving you an example and you say what are in those tanks uh, now normally maybe it would not be warranted for you to ask what's in someone's tanks in the backyard but if there is a possibility that it would have a bearing on public interest then it is warranted or if there is something that you yourself are causing damage to people within that home you don't have the right to cause damage to someone else working or walking in through your through your area or your home i'm just giving you examples so there are two particular scenarios the first is that if it has a bearing on public activity or interest then whether it is personal information or not what is more important is the fact that it has a bearing and therefore you can ask that and the second is that if you are just trying to be a voyeur or you're trying to find out something that you have no there is no reason to find out then obviously the privacy of the individual is sacrosanct and then there is a further part even if you are doing an unwarranted scene as asking an unwarranted question on the which has to do with the privacy of the individual it says unless the central public information officer the state public information or the appellate authority as the case may be any of those three central state public information officer or the appellate authority is satisfied that the larger public interest justifies the disclosure of such information that even so even if you have not been given at one level or the second level even the appellate authority can say yes if it is justified that information should be disclosed and then there is that proviso provided and that's the last degree of filter that provided what information cannot be denied to the parliament or the state legislature meaning if they are to ask a question and you cannot deny it to them then you cannot deny it to the ordinary citizen so there are multiple levels at which 81j makes both protects privacy and protects public interest and it's not that you have to show public interest to begin with it's obvious on the face of it 
let us say I am working, I am in a dark zone and I am digging a well that's going to completely reduce the water table for the whole village and I am not supposed to be doing so. Then obviously someone can ask why are you digging, how deep is your well, how much water are you taking out of it because it is public, that water belongs to the people. So it's only through these examples that you can get to know or what has been done how much who is drawing rations or who is drawing pensions are they justified in drawing it because there is a, a sort of finite amount and it's meant for particular segments of people so even though if some very rich and affluent person who should not be drawing rations is drawing rations or if they are getting under some state insurance scheme money that they should not be getting or if someone is getting narega wages when they are actually living in some city all that is information that people should be able to ask about. Or if if an affluent person or a landowner has more land than the Land Sealing Act, I should be able to get that information because they are people who are affecting public interest and breaking the law. Right. So, I mean, what will what do you think will happen if this amendment comes through? How is it likely to? Yeah. So even without the amendment, it was a disaster. Even without the amendment, in most cases, because government servants want to protect their own, if you ask for an inquiry report, if you ask for why, what's happened on a corruption allegation against someone, if you ask something else, they, or you ask even for property returns of public servants, which you have every right to ask, because obviously, where have they got their wealth? Is it justified or not? Those are all things that you should be able to ask. But you're put off by saying, no, no, this is private information that concerns only the individual. So in interpretation. But all along you have added one j to say that, no, this is the reason I want that information. And this information on the face of it has a lot to do with public activity or interest. And it's not an unwarranted thing that, that I am asking for. Now with this gone, and if you read it as just saying information that is personal information cannot disclose any information that is personal in nature information which rela relates to personal information full stop not not qualifying it at all everything is everything relates almost not not everything but almost everything relates to some person either an official or to the person doing something or the person by omission or commission who's left out so there is personal information and there are enough protections in the RTI Act. 81J is a protection. It is to say that, no, you just can't go and ask for anything. So if this comes, it is a disaster. It's almost the end of the RTI Act. And it, there's a whole section of the RTI Act, which is proactive disclosure, which says you should put all the information you have out in the public domain so that people should not have to use resort to the use of the Act. That's how much Section 4 says, and it names 17 things, including the names of officers, their designations, their salaries, where their budgets come from, what licenses they've given, who has been granted the licenses, etc., etc. All kinds of information, what goes into a policy, what's gone in their file notings, everything can be personal information. So it, it is almost like the death of the RTI Act. And then there is another part of this which says that this act will override the RTI Act and any other act. So if you override it, then, then obviously this is an act which has 
all kinds, even privacy activists says it actually doesn't protect privacy. So this whole DP, DPB, the bill is actually neither giving privacy nor really, and it's destroying transparency. So it, it's a double, uh, doubly problematic thing because along with most prominent privacy activists, 81J, the first thing that everyone said is that you should look at privacy through the lens of 81J because it's a protection. 81J is a protection to privacy. It is a qualified, well-thought-out, well-crafted protection to privacy. What you will end up doing is neither giving privacy nor allowing any, any form of probity or, or uh, proper governance or proper the proper ordering of society. And uh, there was a committee, the first committee under the chairpersonship of Justice Shah to look at privacy, actually said privacy should be looked at through the lens of the RTI Act. Both of them must go together in harmony. This is the end of harmony. So, you know, like that is very interesting because uh, in this, um, the Chief Information Commissioner Y.K. Sinha had said that uh, mostly government employees, they don't want to, you know, share information. Governments do not like giving information. And some of the most common ways of denying it is to term it as personal information. Um, but at the same time, he also said that the act is being mis misused. There are people working um, in the government with problems with their employee employers and they file RTIs. Uh, that, uh, you know, too many people file multiple RTIs and it tends to clog the system. So what do you think, you know, and the SM speaker has also said that, you know, uh, filing RTIs has like become a business and it clogs uh, the system and then the actual relevant information officers are not able to kind of get to. Uh, so what do you think about, uh, you know, these remarks that uh, the RTI is being misused? So I think... These are complete excuses. There are people there on public money. They are employed. Their salaries come from public money, yours and mine and everyone else's. Uh, their job is to do everything transparently. When I am asking them for information, they are not self-appointed people. They are appointed in the name of the public. So for them to suddenly assume that nobody can ask them questions and know that this is personal information is completely incorrect. We are not asking them what they are doing with their salary. We are asking them what they are doing in their workplace, related to their workplace, which is our, which is our information, not their information, actually. And the question of clogging the system and everyone who holds information is actually a custodian of information. They do not, it is not that they are owners of information. Owners of information are you and me, it's all of us, the public. So the custodian of information can't say that I won't give it to you, your own information or information that belongs collectively. Social audits that I mentioned means communities look at information. They look at all the information of everyone around. It's the end of social audit. You can't do it at all because it relates to many individuals together to see what's happening in a community and whether it's happening in a uh, socially justified fashion or not, whether it's happening to, for the benefit or common good or not. And that's how societies and democracies are organized. 
But and to say that it's clogging the system, I just want to also point out and kind of I can't show it to you, but there's something called the Jan Suchna portal. Uh, I want to certainly talk to all your viewers and listeners that the Jan Suchna portal is uh, a portal which is supposed to actually help you get section four information, which is proactive disclosure which means even without asking for it, as I mentioned, you put so much information in the public domain that there should be no need to use the RTI at all. So the Jan Suchna portal is a government site in Rajasthan, which was put with a lot of people's demands and pressure. Uh, it came on in 2018. And just now there, are, there have been 12 crore visits, visitors to that site. It puts out all the information that government has. What did the RTI do after all? It said that what is with the government should be made available to the people on request. And what does Section 4 of the RTI do? Or what does the Jan Suchan portal do? It says without being requested, we will put it out in public domain. So then there is no question of clogging it. If it's out there on a the website, easily found, easily looked for. There are 19 crore bits of information that have been downloaded in the last three years. In just that one site in the state of Rajasthan and it only gives information. Now, they are not clogging the system. They are actually going there themselves and getting the information that they want to get from them. So, this whole business of clogging the system, they, the system has a method within the RTI law of putting it all out in the public domain so that nobody will, or much Fewer people will be troubling them asking for information. And we should welcome people asking for information. It helps us in citizens' participation and governance. So, yeah, there are comments. These are comments from people who are custodians of information, but who, in my very uh, strong opinion, are completely unjustified about talking about taking even if there are cases of misuse about extrapolating from that, as it is the number of misuses have been very little. If there is misuse of any law, we don't remove that law. If there is a misuse of a particular provision, we don't remove that provision. And RTI, yes, those misuses need to be fought wherever they are, but it is not by saying that the RTI should not be there. And it is in fact by giving more transparency and making things more proactive. In uh, 2019, the government had amended the RTI Act provisions regarding appointment and salaries of the information commissioners by giving itself powers to term and salaries of commissioners. So has this had an impact since then? Uh, what have you observed in your work? Yeah, so it is part of a continuum. The government, this central government has been not the only one because even the government that passed the RTI was trying to amend it. But they always heeded to people's voices and stopped. Several attempts were made. But this government just pressed on. And what did it press on with? That the attack of, in one sense, the backbone of the RTI, one of the backbones of the RTI is the Information Commission. Because it has been, it was given in the law particularly high status that even though it's a statutory body, it was equated with the Election Commission, which is a constitutional body. So the commissioners were kept out of the purview of the government so that they could ask the highest authority in the land to give information and give it to the people if there was a need. Firstly, their status has been reduced. 
it's been delinked from that constitutional thing. And if you look at even the standing committee report, it particularly placed them at that level of the information commission, so uh, the election commissioner, so that they would be senior enough, powerful enough, independent enough to not have to fall under anyone's pressure. Then, much worse, both states and central, they have nothing to do with the state information commissions, actually, in that sense. But they've taken them also under the central government wing to say that the terms, conditions, salaries, everything will be decided. So what is what does that mean? That means, basically, you have made them at your behest, your beck and call. Your, it is you who will determine many things related to them. And that is the end of independence. The whole idea of independence is that the executive cannot run its writ over an independent body. That's why it has been given all and all of us who fought for the Right to Information Act fought not to, not that we had some particular love for a commissioner or another commissioner, but because we wanted to make sure that there was an independent body that could protect the rights of the people vis-a-vis -vis the executive, because the executive is all-powerful, the executive is the custodian of information. The executive is the custodian of the misuse of information. So, misuse on the hiding of information. So, information commissioners were there for that role. So, yes, those 2019 amendments, which were pushed through parliament, where there was no standing committee uh, set up to look at the amendments, where there was very no public consultation, where even though there was, it was clear, popular, both in the media and outside, that those amendments were not welcome, not called for, there was no reason for them, yet they were pushed through. And the effect of that is not independently just that. It's part of that general trend to, pass, to keep the commissions empty, to keep them with less appointments, to make people there, to reduce their power, to reduce their status, and to pass a message that if you don't give information, don't worry, especially at the higher levels. So we have seen the effect. The prime minister's office, very little information comes. Whereas earlier, much, much more information was taken from the higher offices in government. Right. So it's had like more of a visible impact when it comes to the higher offices. Um, so, uh, you know, are there other ways in which you've seen the act, uh, you know, being changed or like, uh, whether it's officially or unofficially, like, are there other things you've seen in or like ways in which the act has been diluted in recent years? Yeah, there are many, many ways. Uh, the first thing I want to reiterate is where you started off, that if this amendment were to come in, this amendment is coming through another act. It's not like the RTI Act is being amended and you know that there is a bill for amendment of the RTI Act. It's a, another act altogether that is amending the RTI Act. Uh, <clears throat> and specifically amending, it's saying that we are amending this portion, Section 81J in this fashion. So that is the biggest threat today because it would comprehensively uh, completely debilitate the RTI Act. It's like removing the RTI Act by removing one part of it. Um, but there are many other ways. One of the ways that I mentioned was that the information commissions, by not giving the commissions, by not appointing commissioners, you are going to have various appeals piling up and people losing faith in the act. Uh, it is by government not doing section four, which is an obligation on the public authority to proactively disclose information. 
it is by actually most importantly not changing towards a culture of openness because as the rti act is also already some 17 years old so it is something that it was passed in 2005 and on 12th october it came into effect and it has had a very very fundamental effect on changing the citizens relationship with the state but there has been continual pushback in all these 17 years i can't remember a day when there is not some threat or the other to rti as an act and the rti activists as a whole so another part of it is that the people who use the act are under constant threat more than 100 people have been killed and there was a whistleblower protection law brought in to try and protect the rti act so there are you need rti part 2 you need a whole lot of other things with rti because as it matures in its use that's what will make things much more effective but that whistleblower protection act was passed in 2014 10 years after the rti roughly was passed it's not yet been implemented because it's not yet been notified the rules have not been notified so it is ridiculous that 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 act where the rules have not been brought in and is not brought into force which could have protected at least some protection to these people who are for no reason there's no justification to uh, for them to lose their lives we've lost more than 100 people's lives and how many others have been attacked so there is that part of it we have been asking for a grievance redress and accountability law because rti brings many truths out then you need action on that you don't just want the truth you also want that to have an effect so that you have better governance a better country a better set of implementation taking place those laws are not being brought in at all even though they reach parliament the grievance redress bill the accountability bill which we are fighting for in rajasthan and which they have now announced hopefully will in this budget session be passed in the state Uh, that should be one kind of breakthrough so it's not that we are completely giving up we will fight we are fighting we have been fighting the rti community is fantastic even now 70 to 80 lakh applications are put all across the country of rti because there is no other way because people are putting their own time money and effort to try and look for better ways for the government to run look for stopping things that are going wrong look for trying to have a better country and not yes there may be problems with some of them but that's part of a debate that's part of a discussion so something as useful as the rti nobody is being given salaries to go out and do what they're doing they're doing it of their own time they're taking their own risks um so yeah there are many other parts in the rti act where if you were but we have all as a campaign and a movement said we don't want any amendments we just want better implementation there is nothing that stops the government from reviewing implementation of the rti act without and saying why should anyone have to go to the commission only questions of law should go to the commission and appeal why should there be delays the government should be proactively looking for transparent and accountable governance the government should be looking for ways and means in which this good governance model is is implemented properly uh, democratic governance better than good governance so uh, yeah there are i mean 
the some states they have ridiculous fees some states they have ridiculous rules some states the appointment of commissioners leaves a lot to be desired uh, there should be a much more transparent process a much more participatory process far fewer bureaucrats should be appointed there are about 10 or 12 categories of different kinds of people who should be appointed hardly any of them from science or social science or literature or people with expertise in law who or social sphere should be appointed so there are many things i can go on and on of course section 4 of the rti act which would make it it would be the next level of progression in rti right so um, do you see this as part of like a larger trend in terms of like the government uh, government's control over information like because we've also seen how the new it act has been used to block um, you know the the documentary the bbc documentary about prime minister modi and how like, the it act has also used to block websites and now there might be more amendments uh, you know coming in which would allow uh, the press information bureau to flag whatever it considers fake news and get it taken down so do you see these changes to iti or like the new uh, data protection bill as part of like a larger effort to kind of have more information like under the to have more information under the government's control absolutely it's part it's part of a, the same pattern it is part of on one side the suppression of information that's not in con, not convenient and the other is not allowing information to come out at all that may be inconvenient so it is actually a full control of information and information is power and it's the arbitrary use of power that the government is trying to increase control and therefore it's against democracy itself it's a wholly undemocratic scenario and it's on clear on the face of it how do you stop anyone it is stopping freedom of press it's stopping freedom of expression it's stopping people's right to express opinions because they don't know so how will they express a informed choice it's a right it's it's a suppression of people's right to make informed choices it's suppression of democracy itself of dissent of democracy of anything you don't want to hear of anything you don't want to come out and it's very wholly unhealthy for the health of a nation for a democracy for a uh, for a society that's looking for equity justice truth it is anti truth yes okay so, so the search, anti anti the search for truth at least what is truth can be a debate mm-hmm. but the search for truth cannot be faulted Thank you for listening to this episode. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now.